no longer in apartment 125, but it is surely unfiltered. Welcome back to 125 Unfiltered. Got a special guest episode for you guys again today. You guys know it's ACC, not ACC, it's NCAA tournament time. So I had to bring in Sports Extra's very own woman soccer analyst, good friend in the class, Olivia Mundorf to break down UNC's 5-0 win last night versus ODU to advance to the second round of the tournament. Olivia, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Absolutely. Excited to have you on as well. I mean, it is 1030 in the morning. We're pretty tired, but uh, we're going to crank out this episode, uh, get this thing rolling. Uh, it's obviously been a very fun season. Uh, I guess to start off, how's it been for you to really follow this team? To actually, I'll, I'll let you explain. What is your role being an analyst for this team? Sure. So, I mean, I was super excited when I got chosen, I guess, to do women's soccer for Sports Extra. So, obviously, as you know, that's like our show that we do a couple of days a week. But as women's soccer analysts, I've been following the team very closely all year long, um, kind of breaking down their games, doing different previews. Uh, it's been awesome. I mean, I've had a really good experience with Sports Extra, but this semester has been a lot of fun for me. I really enjoyed following the team they're so fun to watch I mean I think some of my favorite like UNC sports memories like in in any sport have come this semester with women's soccer particularly like one that stuck out to me was going to Durham when they played Duke in the regular season that was amazing big 3-0 win there Uh, we went to Cary last week obviously not the greatest outcome on Sunday in the championship game but it was still still a lot of fun to watch Watch. So it's been fun to be like up close right there, getting to interview Anson Dorrance. I mean, that's been amazing. Um, yeah, I've had a lot of fun. I've enjoyed it. Yeah, I mean, this really is such a fun team to cover and watch. They play together. Uh, they clearly love playing around each other, being with each other. So I think that's a fun environment to be around. And obviously, like, yeah, we were both in Durham for that game. The care. I mean, it's just a fun team to follow and being in that role uh, for Sports Extra. I remember when I started out in Sports Extra, my the first, the games I filmed was women's soccer. It was I every game I wanted to film it because I love the team and I love filming it. Even last night, I mean, you saw me there. I was filming just for fun, just because I wanted to get back out there, you know, filming, sitting on the grass. I mean, shorts were wet, but it's a part of the gig. <laughs> so let's get oh, into yeah. this breakdown uh, because coming off the ACC tournament, only one goal in two games pretty much 200 minutes of regulation and the offense just wasn't clicking we saw against florida state uh that the passing wasn't there aside from avery patterson uh the shots on goal just weren't there but last night uh they completely got the offense going from the get-go pretty much they went 5-0 uh sentinel had two goals uh she had the first one in the sixth minute uh maddie Dalene off the bench had a goal and an assist we'll definitely talk about her in a minute and then avery patterson uh lauren wrigley with her first goal as a Tar Heel to make it 5-0. Tori Hansen as well. Two great long ball assists, so a complete offensive performance from all three levels. So I guess I'll start asking you, what was your first impression of this performance offensively coming off of what we saw last weekend? Yeah, I mean, so much better than what we saw last weekend. I feel like Florida State game, even though we've had other losses previously in the season, Florida State was the first team, I think, to really like shut them down. Because even in the other losses, I mean, Virginia, Virginia Tech, UCLA, like they hung in there the whole time. Like they were never out of it, I feel like. And on Sunday, like Florida State kind of had figured out how to shut down this offense and keep possession on the other side of the field, which we haven't seen much of. I mean, it's been a lot of UNC possession all season long. So that was tough and I'm sure difficult to bounce back a little bit after a loss like that. But no, they 
they took care of it last night. I think Ali Sentnor and Maddie Darlene, I mean, they got re- involved right away, <laughs> both of them. And Avery Patterson's been good all season. I think she's been like the offensive spark for this team from the very beginning. So always good to see her score. And then, yeah, Lauren Wrigley, I mean, big goal at the end there, big 5-0 win. I mean, that's that's pretty impressive, especially coming off of a loss and in the NCAA tournament, but it only gets tougher opponents from here. I think, you know, hopefully get Sam Meza back, keep seeing the depth of this team. I mean, they have so many talented players that come off the bench, Maddie Dolling being one of them last night. I mean, she's just so fast. Teams cannot stop her. So it's an impressive win for sure. Definitely. And this was a hump that this team needed to get over because Obviously, last year, you have a shocking 1-0 loss as a two-seed in the first round of South Carolina. None of us saw that coming. So I'm sure even though ODU, not as strong of a team as as a Power 5 school like South Carolina, who's very good this year, actually, um, this was probably a game they really needed to – they they cared about it. And it showed like right out of the gate because – Last year with the playoff woes, you don't want to repeat that. And these players wanted uh, to shake that. Obviously, not winning the ACC championship was a bummer. But uh, Coach Dorn said that there was no uh, hangover after the loss. They were ready to get right after it. Um, And to get over that hump, to get that first tournament win, this team obviously made it to the College Cup uh, two seasons ago. So to get over that first win, uh, probably very important to gain some momentum. And I thought the Sentinel goal uh, not only are you scoring early and you're getting your offense going early, but you set the tone for the entire tournament. I think if this was a zero zero game at halftime, it would be a completely different energy around the team because if you only win one or two zero against a pretty, I mean, from what I heard, ODU went on a big postseason run in their conference and won their conference outright, beating like three of the top four seeds in their own conference. Um, getting a blowout win like this can really just build some good momentum. Uh, and when the front three plays like it, the way they did yesterday, four goals from your from three forwards, uh, this team is very hard to stop. They are. I totally agree. And they have the depth to really do it. I mean, they bring in players off the bench that would probably be starting at most other, I, I would assume most other universities can start, you know, some of the players that we bring in off the bench, you know, the Maddie Dollings, the Emily Murphys, that really have a huge impact on the game and they set the pace of the game. I mean, they, they're really important to this team and they're, they're not starting. So even though they're coming off the bench, they still have a really big impact. And we saw that last night. Of course. Yeah. And I, I just think that they just gelled better yesterday. The passing was really good. I mean, they have good triangle passing from going from the midfield, the Hanson's assist. Those are tough long balls to play. Uh, she put them on perfectly. So when you get the short pass combination with the long passes, the over the top through balls where you hit Patterson on a goal, uh, and getting Darlene to kind of make a run uh, when your offense is multidimensional and we've seen it with this UNC team, because sometimes you get cross happy and that is a way that they like to score, but they were go- attacking through the middle. They were using their passing to get some big runs up the middle. And when you get that attack from that part of the field, it does open up some other crosses. So I think multidimensional is how I would describe the offense yesterday. And hopefully they can just keep it going. No, yeah, I agree. Also, Maddie Dalene on the assist, too. She assisted Ali Sentinor's second goal. So she got involved there as well, which was exciting to see. Um, but yeah, no, I agree. Passing much better, especially compared to Sunday's Florida State loss, for sure. That was the thing that I think they could just couldn't figure it out. And they proved that they did last night. So good win. 
Yeah, and, and the thing is good passing leads to good scoring opportunities. 15 shots to ODU's four. They had eight on target. Um, something that I was kind of talking about with some friends yesterday, uh, and Anson Dorrance talked about this post game, but he kind of said how Maddie Dunleen and Isabel Cox are like co-starters. I mean, he has he believes they have 13 starters because it's them two. And then obviously Libby Moore and Maggie Pierce, they truly split time at the CDM spot. Um, but there's gonna come a point in time where you might have to ride the hot hand. So if you're looking at some lineup decisions, because the eyeball test right now says that and Isabel Cox is a great player, she adds a lot. But Maddie Deline is just playing super well right now. The combination of her speed and her footwork really showed yesterday she can create by herself. She can create for her teammates. And I think something clicked yesterday where sometimes Deline, I feel like it's tunnel vision. And once she has the ball, it's try to make a play herself. But she made plays for her teammates yesterday, and that created chances. Then obviously she can take someone one-on-one, fastest player on this team. So who do you think should start at that right wing spot? And then – a tougher decision probably at that CDM spot. It's kind of hard to tell for that one, but I think right wing, you might have a more definitive answer. I think I do. I think I've been big on Maddie Darlene for a while. I mean, I think she got a start. Her first time might've been NC state or a game around that part of the season. And I remember like in the post game interview, Anson Dorrance was saying like they had to take out their right back because they just could not keep up with her. And I mean, we've seen she can score. She's so fast. Like they, you cannot stop her. And I think that's something like, that's an intangible that you can't really teach that you, you know, you have it or you don't have that type of speed. And she really sets the pace of the game and it forces the Avery Patterson's, the Ali Sentinels to also keep up with her in that respect. And so I, I, I think I would start Maddie Darling, even though I think Isabel Cox, great player. And I mean, she'd be, super important coming off the bench as well which is you know why this the depth of this team I think is like the biggest factor going forward in the tournament um because obviously next week hopefully they're gonna be playing two games I think in the second and third round um in the same weekend so uh, yeah that, that's a tough one but I I do think I would start Maddie Dolly I think she's too she's too fast you can't stop her and she can score and she can get her teammates involved as we saw last night so I'd probably go Maddie Darlene. I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> what do you yeah, say? I, I think it has to be Darlene as well. I do see the reasoning for putting her or for taking her off the bench because when the defense gets tired and you bring a fresh set of legs on there, who can just, just bolt through your defense because that's what happened when she came on. Uh, she came on probably like 20 minutes into the game. And I think we've seen sometimes that when the second unit comes on, the offensive punch is just gone and Coach Dorrance knows that this team has a ton of depth. There's so much talent. He he subs seven, eight players off the bench every game and plays them like really good minutes. So I think to play devil's advocate a little bit, I could see why he wants to bring Dahlien off the bench because to keep the offense consistent and so it's not too far of a step down. Because obviously when you bring Patterson and Sentinel off the bench, the offense isn't going to be the same, but Murphy's a great piece. And if you put Dahlien on the other side, on the other wing, Tori Della Peruta, hopefully she can find her footing coming back from international play, she not that she hasn't been the same player, but it takes time to get reacclimated. So, yeah. but if you're just looking at how Cox and Darlene are playing, you have to play Darlene more minutes because she's just creating more and she's scoring more. So, and then uh, with Maggie Pierce and Libby Moore, that's just such a toss up that yeah. I think playing them even minutes is fine. I kind of like how Pierce plays. I think she's a little more aggressive. That can sometimes be a hindrance, um, but I think. The eyeball test, it's harder to tell because that role, it's not a flashy role. It's just hold down your fort in the midfield, 
do your job. It's an important role, but it's not something you're really looking for. But from kind of from what I've seen this season, I, I like Pierce just a little bit more, but I don't think it's, I think if you split them 22 and a half minutes, either way, uh, I, don't, I don't think it's too big of, an, of a difference. No, I totally agree. In that position, I, I do think it's tough. So I think both Libby Moore and Maggie Pierce have done, they've done their job well this season. So I agree. Totally toss it. But on the note about Tori Della Pruda, um, just the freshmen in general on this team have been critical, like so important. I mean, obviously you have Ali Sentinor, we've talked about Maddie Dolly, Tori Della Pruda, also Tessa Della Rose, I think is very underrated. I think she's been critical all year for this team. So I had to throw it in there. Definitely. Yeah. And the youth really helps. I mean, I always believe a combination of experience and youth is what can create a championship core. And Della, and I got on Tessa uh, in my last episode for this team because she did not play well against Florida State, but a much That's better true. game yesterday. Played with, um, I don't want to say a greater sense of urgency. She just played better. Sometimes it's just as simple as that. I don't need to overanalyze it, but she really just played better defense and she was more on top of uh, her flank on the left side. Uh, so yeah, com- completely with you there that uh, when these freshmen make an impact, cause you know that your, your seniors, your juniors, they're going to impact the game every single time, but getting that boost from the youngsters can really help uh, a name that we have not brought up yet that I want to ask you about. Obviously Sam Meza, she is day to day with a stress, fra- stress fracture in her foot, I believe. So that's an injury to monitor because first team all ACC, one of the best players on our team. So talented on the ball but she was out yesterday and coach Dorrance had tally della pruda fill in her role at center attacking mid and even though it didn't show on the stat sheet she had two shots didn't score a goal but i thought she had a very nice game and i think the offense kept up its same pace and consistency and just attacking power while she was in there so what do you think of her performance because i think she's actually with meza out a critical piece for unc moving forward to make a deep run yeah, I agree. I mean, I will preface by like, I don't know if anyone in the country could replace, a fit, like completely replace Sam Meza just because she's an essential piece in the midfield, just as much on offense, I think, as on defense. I mean, she's so aggressive, so scrappy. She's, you know, always, she always finds herself right in the mix and she's able to get the ball back if, you know, the other team has possession or, and she can score. I mean, we've seen her do that this season as well. But I think I agree, Talia did her role well last night I think she's probably the next best option to fill in Sam Meza's place if you know depending on how long I know like day-to-day can be a little tough just because you really don't know like is she going to play is she not going to play um hopefully she gets better down the stretch but again like if even if her minutes are limited you know you have to put Talia in there and I think she did she did a good job last night. She also is a scoring threat, so she can she can get it done on offense and defense. And I just think you need a player who can do both in that midfield role. Yeah, she's very versatile. I mean, she's played on the wing before. She's played right back before. She uh, can play anywhere on the field. They put her central this year. But I thought she was super composed. She was smart. She has a high motor. She, re- her, I mean, both Della De Pruda sisters, they get after her. They don't mind getting fouls or anything. They, they play hard. Um, but ha- yeah, having someone to step up, it's an X-Men up mentality with all the injuries the team has suffered this year. We, we know Macy Bell, Kaylee Hare at center back going down. Uh, it's been a, an extreme next man up mentality defensively, but when your best midfielder goes down, uh, that's a tough gap to fill. And I, I thought Talia did a great job. Uh, and, and like you said, 
she can score. We saw the goal against Pitt. Uh, she can shoot it. If you give her space, she'll rip it. And she's been dealing with injury coming back from the U20 World Cup with USA. Uh, even I think she's just a player that she's had her moments for sure. Um, but I'm just still waiting for her to break out because her freshman year, she was sick, but then she dealt with injuries last year, uh, this year coming back from the U20 dealt with injuries a little bit. And it's hard to, it's hard to get back into it again, coming back from international play, but coming back injured, it's hard to get back into college soccer because you're gone for a couple of weeks and injuries can be a setback and stuff. But I think she's certainly a player to look out for. Uh, whether she comes off the bench or she starts because getting the difference maker in the midfield can really raise UNC ceiling. Cause you know, the forwards are going to perform the defense is what it is with their injuries, but they still play really well, obviously led by Tori Hansen. But this midfield is going to be the decider of whether this team goes to the college cup or not. Oh, I totally agree. And it was also nice to see Talia back out there. Like she didn't play on Sunday against Florida state with the two yellow card situation from the Duke game. So I thought it was like, above everything else, seeing her bounce back. Like you said, she was very composed in her role. Um, and who knows, like she might need to continue doing that, you know, without Sam Mesa in the lineup officially um, down the stretch. So yeah, I thought she did a great job. And it's it's really fun seeing her play out there with her sister. And that's an opportunity like no one else probably gets to experience. So very cool situation there. Definitely. Well, UNC plays Georgia. Thursday I don't know the time yet but that is the second round game and I guess the last question before we wrap this thing up uh this is UNC's got a tough bracket um they've got Stanford as a three seed on the other side Notre Dame is the one seed which I thought was a pretty interesting decision but you look at their record they only have two or three losses Corbin Albert is I mean one of the best players in the country her three goal her hat trick against Florida State almost single-handedly won them that game but uh, and then Michigan State is is the four seed. So it, it's going to be a tough road, but thankfully no Florida State until the College Cup. No Alabama, no UCLA, although I want to get UCLA back for sure. Who is your X factor? It's always the question I love asking. Your X factor for this team for the rest of the tournament. Ooh, I'm going to, I have, I'd have to say two. I have to say Avery Patterson and Ali Sentinel, just because both of them. I mean, if you're going to make like a game prediction before any game, one of those two is in your prediction to score. I think they're the most reliable. They're probably our most aggressive, you know, in the attacking third. And they've been consistent for this team all season long. So I think those two tag team top players to look out for. Uh, but you're right. You know, the bracket is tough. We actually didn't play Notre Dame either in the regular season, despite them being in the ACC. So I think Obviously, you got to beat some tough teams to get there and assume that they're also, you know, going to win. But Notre Dame can seriously score. So that game is going to be tough on the defense, I think. Obviously, Tori Hansen's been, you know, amazing in her role all year. Julia Dorsey as well. But that's that's going to be a tough game if it's a matchup in South Bend to go to the College Cup. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, I can't lie. I was definitely thinking Sentinel too for uh, for the X Factor just because she's come on so strong lately. And I mean, she showed why she was one of the best players in a recruiting class. But I'll go out on a limb. Uh, I'm going to say the duo of Tori Hansen and Julia Dorsey because obviously we've already talked about their defensive injuries. Uh, but Tori Hansen can really be an asset on set pieces. And I think converting on a corner kick can be a huge difference in a game. She's pretty much scored off of PKs. And headers off corners and having a tall center back like that, normally that's Macy Bell's spot, but that is really valuable. But I'm also going to say Julia Dorsey because typically 
in soccer, you want to attack attack the weaker side. Uh, so instead of going at Hanson, you'll go at Dorsey. And maybe I'll throw Emily Moxley into the mix a little bit here because Moxley is not a traditional right back, but she's played so well. So I think the corner, the center back tandem of Dorsey and Hanson needs to be really strong because uh, we've seen that this team can be weak to the counterattack. Um, and... We, we can't allow that to happen. We know we can't have any bad mishaps. And I thought, I think Dorsey uh, compared to last year, because I, I thought last year I was, I was um, I, not that I couldn't see it, but I was just kind of like, all right, what's, what's the here? Why is she starting? She's been really solid this year, transferring from a right back to center back. So I think the com- complimentary piece of Dorsey next to Hanson, I think uh, if they can hold teams to as few shots as they have, kind of throughout this regular season uh, and like they did last night, it's only going to help their offense because, uh, and, and not to mention the fact that they hold the line at midfield so well. So Dorsey and Hanson, I think um, a bad game from them could kind of do the Tar Heels in, but I don't think that's going to happen. They've, they've played so well this season. They play well together. Um, so I'm going to go on a limb with, with going with some defenders at X factor, but overall, uh, all 11 players are going to need to play well, especially once you start getting to, to some elite teams in in this tournament uh, on our side, Stanford, Notre Dame, even when we get to the other one seeds. So it should be a very fun run to watch. But thankfully, we got over the first hump with this 5-0 win against the ODU. We did. And College Cup is in carry this year. So a lot of Carolina blue, hopefully, if they make it there. Good home field advantage. We will definitely need it because um, we don't want those Florida State fans there. We don't want any Bruins fans there. It's Tar Heel Town. It's time to go win another national championship. Again, UNC plays Georgia on Thursday. Carolina fans, I know you're not doing anything on a Thursday night. Yesterday, obviously, UNC beat beat Wake Forest in football. That's pretty cool. We're 9-1. But when it comes to women's soccer, be there on Thursday to beat the Bulldogs because uh, unlike uh, football, uh, we are better than Georgia in soccer. We don't want to play them in football. We'll, we'll keep them here in soccer. Um, but Olivia, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. A very, a very fun, clean episode. Thank you. Thanks for having me. No doubt. And uh, we've got another guest episode coming up for field hockey. Their game is at 12 today. I'll be heading there in literally 50 minutes. Uh, it's a busy Sunday and I'll see. Um, I'll get to NFL when, when I can, but I love following the college playoffs, uh, college sports, all that. I'll get a little football episode out to you guys as well. And then obviously uh, this is episode 122. So I'm going to advertise again. Episode 125 will be a Q&A. So if you're listening, submit questions to my social media. Um, literally ask me anything. I'm going to keep it very wide open. And if it's a question I don't like, I'm just not going to answer it, but uh, I'll shout you out if your question's on there. So Olivia, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. That'll do it for today for 125 Unfiltered. Uh, Thanks for listening. And I'll speak to you next time.